Hello and welcome. My next guest, Hemavas, teaches as an omnipreneurial psychologist. She's a thought leader who guides the path for commercial success, leadership, well-being, and positive impact. Hema is a renowned speaker on heart wisdom, human consciousness, spirituality, health, energy medicine, and the science of Veda. Hema shares why leading from the heart can make all the difference and create change for the greater good. You're listening to Impactful Billionaires, the podcast with award-winning social entrepreneur, Nayasha Kwaditsu. Do more, be the impact. A For The Now media production. So thank you very much for taking time to come and talk to me. And I really want to really start start telling me about um, uh, what are you doing at the moment? Uh, So I work on a number of different projects, so my background is psychology, but um, I've always had a very spiritual edge to all of my work, and really about the heart energy, so I work a lot with the heart energy, understanding how it's such an important integral part of everything that we're doing, and, you know, because of the sort of masculine dominance we've been very brain oriented it's all been about the mind and the head and the brain and so I'm really bringing heart consciousness and heart intelligence back into all spaces so with my work as a mentor but also speaker and trying to bring it more and more to the sort of front line of corporate and businesses. Oh, that's right. So you you work with uh, businesses and to pick this, to really put this energy at the center of what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how interesting. So um, how, how did you get to be doing this? Always questioned when I was studying psychology, as I said, I had this very oh, spiritual yes. background. And so... Oh. Everybody would talk about the brain and behavior and habits. And I was like, we are so much more than that. We are, yeah, not just about habitual and patterns. Mm -hmm. There's there's an intelligence that runs through us, that runs through nature. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it and the more I was like, it comes from our heart. Mm -hmm. But I was very shut down at university, so they didn't really want to know about the heart. And so I sort of branched off on my own and started working with individuals, mentoring people, and really kind of helping them connect with their hearts, clear their hearts, clear old patterns, which then revealed this beautiful essence of who they really were. And they began to thrive and really, really become successful. And in all areas of life, you know, in health, wealth, love, passion, and purpose. So it's not just about work and career and money. It's about our personal lives, our social lives, and and how we give back to other people, how we give back to the planet. So... As you grow, I really believe that when heart intelligence grows, our consciousness grows, and therefore how we show up in the world and what we do for the world and for other people gets amplified. And so I thought it was time to bring it to the forefront of businesses because they really need it. Businesses need to to understand, you know, the human element. Yeah. 
because uh, business is very sort of hardcore driven by targets and whatever bonuses or the, in the corporate world, it's sort of sort of dog eat dog kind of thing, isn't it? Exactly. And very masculine, as you as you said. Um, and uh, um, I don't know, lose touch with our uh, emotions. Exactly. Or having um, human empathy, really having empathy with other people. Exactly. Yes. So how have you found it? Um, it must be quite rewarding and having such a huge impact on people, work, work to do? Yes, it's, it's both. I think, you know, the beautiful thing is really, really when you see the results when people really embrace the work that I do, it's very hard to pinpoint it. So when people, if I meet somebody, they say, what do you do? You know, I feel it's very reductive. I end up sort of saying I'm a psychologist, but it doesn't cover anything you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. so it's very difficult from that perspective but when I actually do get you know people to really really kind of have that first session with me and they engage with me and they understand the mm. essence that I bring I think it's fantastic I just I really really love it just seeing the growth and just seeing mm. the fact that they're constantly evolving and wanting to learn more and more about and how it positively impacts other areas of their life they might come with one issue yes. but they find that you know lots of other things get addressed yeah yes oh uh, no we've got to think of a holistic uh, uh, way of working with people yeah they might present with one thing even illness you might turn up a whatever a bad finger but it might be coming from somewhere else completely different <laughs> nothing to do with that bad finger um, yeah, that's, so do you, your work, do you, is it all one-to-one -one or you do group work or do work online? Uh, yes, so it's everything. Okay, <laughs> everything. You do everything, okay. Everything is hybrid now, so I do yeah. do one-to-one -one mentoring, but I also have a group program. Mm. I do group mentoring. I also do group workshops and I give talks at um, organizations and do workshops for organizations. Um, oh, and I also run retreats where individuals and corporates, so some retreats are individual and some are more corporate, so mm. we go away for a few days a week, however long we want to do, mm. and, and we, we really work inside out, you know, really working on inner growth for outer influence and impact. <laughs>Child deserves a loving family, and that is why I founded Banya Fostering, an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. this retreat uh, so they can be in different places so this year i'm doing italy and every year apart from the covid years uh, i've been doing india so there's a place in south india in kerala 
Oh yeah, I've heard of Karaya. Yeah. I've been I've been to Goa. Oh yeah. I think well, that's fun. Oasis. It's beautiful. Yeah. There, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you go for a week for ten days. Uh, yes, so if it's company, then obviously it's shorter. But uh, with my individuals, um, I find that's not enough because India is quite a long way away. So we'll do 10 days, 12 days, 14 days. So people can choose. I normally do 14 days. Um, some people will choose to stay on for 14 days. Some will stay for 12. Some will stay for 10. So it's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Italy is a bit nearer. Exactly. <laughs> that's a bit shorter. That's a yeah, week. That's yeah. a week. Okay. I love Italy. I'm just it's so, so nice. I like the energy <laughs> there. Mm. And um, so does, does it come as women only, men only, mixed groups, or it doesn't matter? You would just work with whoever comes. Absolutely. So whoever comes in, predominantly the individual has ended up being a lot of women, but the odd you know, a couple of males that come along, they, they find themselves, you know, immersed in a beautiful experience with lots of lovely women, so. Oh, <laughs> make fuss over them. <laughs> we tend to make fuss over men, isn't it? <laughs> Especially if there's only two or three of them. <laughs> yes. Women are in the minority, which is yes. Like that, yes. it's so lovely, but it's for everyone, really. Yes, for everyone. Do you work with families? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes families can, family dynamics can get in the way of people functioning properly or not thriving anyway. Well, exactly. Yes. So, mm -hmm. you know, my, my work has been very much, if I see one person, often I'll end up seeing a lot of, you know, their family and friends. Um, yes. So it, it also comes up with word of mouth as well, which is very powerful. Exactly. Mm. And because it's unique, it's not like a normal psychologist or a normal psychotherapist. Yes. No, so no, definitely people, unique. Yes. yes. I've, ne I've never heard of a spiritual psychologist. <laughs> I, it's, you know what I mean? Because of what I think you are. And yes. offering it into the mentoring and in the business world. That's, it's, you know, it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like taboo in that the corporate world doesn't really want to talk about these feelings and, <laughs> yeah, and putting your heart into, into, you know, thinking about your heart and your heart energy. Mm -hmm. But I'm always um, intrigued about how do people end up what they're doing in terms of making a difference and uh, making a, an impact. You really, well, your work really um, impacts a lot and make a difference in people's lives. Uh, on reflection, why do you think you do what you do? Because it's not always by accident, you know, it's always something to do with your background or something touched you or inspired you to do what you do today? Yeah, I, I, well, absolutely. I have a very clear memory of being um, quite fortunate. So I was born in Africa and lived for a short time in India and then moved okay. to England and then grew up in England. Oh, wow. I remember, you know, well, I had my grandparents and family in India and I would often go back, you know, with my parents as a young child. Mm. And I remember this one time going over and, you know, we were very fortunate. We had 
a big family, a big house. We had money. We had, you know, privilege, mm. I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, of course, coming over from England, you know, the sterling went a long way in India, especially at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember meeting this young girl. She was about my age, seven years old. And uh, before she went to school, she had to clean what was a house. It was kind of more like a, a hut, I would say, like a little shack. She had to clean the space, get food ready for her dad for when he came back from work, get her brother ready. He was, you know, not much younger than her and, and do so much. And I just remember my heart going out to her and really asking a very kind of cosmic question, if you like, very mm -hmm. spiritual question, which was, I don't understand why I have this and she has this. Okay. Mm -hmm. and so um, it really touched my heart. And when I came back to England, I remember, even though I was an outsider, I was, you know, the only sort of Asian girl at that school at that time. Yes. Yeah. Later on, you know, yeah. and, uh, um, but, people always gravitated towards me and they'd really want to sort of talk to me, connect with me, become friends with me, which was interesting because my English wasn't my first language either. Yeah. Really interesting because I realised that I saw them mm. in a way that others didn't. Yes. I saw yeah. that young girl, I saw her pain, I saw her suffering. Yeah. I saw other people suffering even though they wouldn't necessarily talk about it. And I, that's when I realised how yeah. fantastic I am. Yeah, it's, it's uh, having a gift, isn't it? Yeah. You had it at a very young age. Absolutely. And uh, you continue to nature it to what you're doing now. Social Enterprise Success Conference is a non-profit event that celebrates and connects social enterprises with a view to replicating them globally. We offer mentoring and coaching to aspiring change makers and leaders to grow their social enterprise ideas. We create networking opportunities to connect with supporters of social and conscious enterprise. Do more, be the impact. Because um, uh, it is really, I, I see it really as a precious gift in, in, because some people don't, they're so in, channeled in their own world, they don't see other people, they don't even actually see other people. They're so in self-obsessed. Absolutely. It's all about me, me, me. <laughs> and but they don't see themselves really, either. Yes, they don't. They the <laughs> yes, right? yes. They, they can't afford, they don't have time to even see themselves. Exactly. Yes, yes. And uh, to ha have that, that gift. And also to have been natured, because sometimes when you have got that gift, parents or teachers might try and squash it out of you. Absolutely. Uh, and you, you, know, you then end up doing something which you of no interest to you because pressure or peer pressure even, um, and you, you, you move away from your gift. And for me, mm -hmm. I think it actually can lead to mental health problems, people doing things they've got no interest, they've got no empathy with. It's like making, uh, gadgets which of no no one is going to use <laughs> yeah um so that's really interesting so uh, what kind of support did you have with your family 
to really nature this to what you to lead you to doing what you're doing today so i would say i was very 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 fortunate so although there was a lot of uh, peer pressure and a lot of schools and you know teachers and lecturers definitely tried to you know shut it down mm -hmm. uh, but I would say I was very fortunate my parents were amazing mm -hmm. uh, they, they are completely non-judgmental mm -hmm. completely you know gave me the freedom mm -hmm. to follow my heart and it took me as long as it took me to get there you know there's yeah. never been any pressure mm -hmm. you know a lot of Indian people in particular you know they can have a lot of pressure to become a doctor or a lawyer or yeah know, yeah yeah become yeah. academic and stuff like that yeah exactly and get yeah it's almost like Africa as well there's all that pressure <laughs> yes yes and I do you have any siblings I do yes I yes yeah yes so um, they w went off their own way and you, you went on your own way and natured your gift. Absolutely. Yeah. So did you ever work for an organization or you've always worked for yourself? Uh, yes, so I have. I've done consultancy. I've also worked for um, the historic royal palaces. I used to work at Kensington Palace. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, doing some, uh, uh, some work there. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Same sort of work, but you know, in that space, yes, it's a little bit more subdued. You know, not so spiritual. A little bit more psychology based. Based, okay, yeah. yes. Do you think your family was spiritual? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's it's uh, it's sort of it, some of these things run in families. To exactly. have that, yeah, I really do believe that. No, the two families which are just spiritual there's somebody within the family who's spiritual Absolutely. and uh, sort of guide guide you through that so what have been your challenges to introduce this to the corporate world because i'm just thinking that's quite quite a big challenge Absolutely. did you find that difficult or yeah. were, you you had to educate people to understand what you were offering Absolutely. So, you know, it's been a case of trying to get in through language they understand, um, mm. that they relate to, you know, there are certain hype words that they like. And so if you can use some of those words to engage them first and foremost, once you're in, it's mm. easier. Once they know you, they like you, they trust you, mm. then it becomes easier to open more doors. But definitely mm. the challenge has been being able to speak to them recognizing like with individuals mm -hmm. recognize what they need but they don't always recognize it and they don't always see value mm. in how what i do can get them there but of course once you have success a couple of times then other people get interested mainly yeah. mm. word of mouth you know it's about getting it out there it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. Even now, I would say it's not an easy journey. It's so but difficult to get get in there, and to, yeah, and it must be quite frustrating at times. But I suppose your spiritual journey helps you to ground you and not uh, live in that uh, frustration energy, <laughs> yeah, because you you want to give your um your gift to other people. And to, for that other people to benefit who are struggling, who are Absolutely. struggling. Because exactly. it's a really difficult thing to navigate, isn't your emotion, work, and 
being overwhelmed with all sorts of life pressures. Yes, there's so much that goes on in the workspace, mm. especially in a toxic culture. Mm -hmm. So often I would get individuals come to me and when a number of individuals come to me from the same place. Yeah, you think, oh, something is a, uh, something wrong there. Mm -hmm. yes. And I think it's a shame, you know, to be honest, because I think they could employ somebody like me, hire somebody like me to go in and consult in a way that avoid that because I do think over time of course that larger a company gets you know can be difficult managing mm. different people's emotions and That's whatever right, yeah. mm -hmm. mental mm. health is so important yeah, no god yeah with COVID it's a it's yeah. a huge problem it's it huge really and they can problem. avoid it by bringing someone in who can begin to identify those potential pitfalls mm -hmm. and begin to educate the leaders mm -hmm. how to manage it because mm -hmm. then that education sort of seeps down the line. That's of course. Every child deserves a loving family and that is why I founded Banya Fostering an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. It's almost about a container. If you contain the leader, they will be able to contain uh, others uh, because if they are overwhelming themselves, they don't know where to start. Exactly. Uh, and also the, the next thing is the leader has got all um, mental health problems and where do they go? Exactly. Where do they um, go? That's what I'm finding, that it's mm. the leaders who are struggling, which mm. means everything, you know, so, that toxic culture comes from exactly that. When the mm. leaders are struggling, either they don't want to admit it, they live in denial, mm. or they do want to admit it, but they don't know what to do with Where it. Where to go. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so that's yeah. why I want to get my voice out there to say, you know, there is support, there are things that you can do, and you can get the help that you need. Mm. And that will have a ripple effect on your team, you know, your department and the business. Of course it will. So Definitely. It's, it's just uh, really priceless what you what you do. Um, is there um, more people um, like yourself with this kind of training? Do you train other people to work with you? Are you part of a team? Uh, yeah, well, I, I have just have one lady working with me, so she mm. works with my brand and digital aspect of it. Oh, but God. that's definitely our plan. So mm. once we, we get enough, you know, training going, mm. um, you know, in the next couple of years, because COVID, we sort of took a back step for a little bit, because obviously mm -hmm. companies weren't doing very much at the yeah. time. Yeah. But now our intention is definitely to drive it and to start training people within organizations to work on this themselves so that they can support others because some organizations are really big 
And so it oh, they sense. have the very big, yeah. Yeah, yeah th employing thousands and thousands of people. Exactly. Yeah, so thousands, uh, yeah. Because what you're doing is really, it needs to be scaled up and exactly. really make that impact of and make a difference of thousands, hundreds of people, Absolutely. thousands of people, because it's so, it's so important. It's just, yeah, it's just so important way of working with people and, you know, enabling people and empowering people to, to be, to reflect on their emotion their, and their well-being. Absolutely. Mm, just this space. The, you know, it's very difficult when you're rushing around to just take that moment to, 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 to think about where, where do you stand and what are you doing <laughs> and how is that affecting you? Exactly. Mm, yes. yes and uh, I'm really grateful for your energy and your work you're doing and how you're making such a big difference to lots of people. And uh, just so uh, wish, you know, for your expansion so that you can, you can touch a lot of lives and make a difference to uh, people's lives. But if anyone is listening to the audience, what, and they're struggling, and uh, what three tips do you think you can give them for them to help themselves or to think about things a bit differently? So number one, I would say is definitely make space. Okay. Space is so important. You know, like you say, when you're busy, people don't have time to see themselves. They look in the mirror and make sure their hair is okay and their clothes are fine, whatever, but they don't take time to look inward. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a big practice. You don't have to meditate. I mean, of course, if you do, it's great, but take space, just, you know, 10 minutes a day just to check in with yourself mm. how are you feeling how does the idea of this meeting feel how does the idea of this project feel and yeah. um, how are you feeling in your personal life how are you feeling in your financial life you know take a step back mm. and just create space and and connect with yourself so that's yeah. number, mm -hmm. number two is you know own it when we own what we feel, if it's good, it's fantastic. We mm. can bring gratitude for it and we can mm. learn. Yeah. But yeah. if we're feeling bad, we need to own it. Often when we sit with the feeling, when we let mm. it be, instead mm. of denying our emotions, then we can actually come back into balance quite quickly. Mm -hmm. When mm. we deny it, when we suppress mm. it, that it becomes toxic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. I own it. And yeah. number, number three, get help. If it's yeah. got beyond the point where it passes just by acknowledging and sitting with it, um, then get some support. Yeah. There is help. There is yeah. help. I see challenges as a beautiful kind of opening. When yeah. you hit a challenge, people often think, oh, what's wrong with me? I've got a problem. I can't yeah. do this. It's too much. Yeah. And I think, no, that's saying level up that's yes. something big has to happen a shift yes. has to happen. yes a shift is happening exactly. yeah yes when it were i always say when when you're about to give up because it's so stressful with that breakthrough you're near you're very near breakthrough 
Exactly. <laughs> That's what you're nearly giving up. Yes. When you watch somebody running, you know, um, the race course, you see towards the end their legs start to get a bit weaker. Even if yes. they're going really fast, you see them giving up. Oh, yes. like, no, come on, hang on in there. Hang on in there, you're nearly there. <laughs> and it's easier for them because they see the end. Mm-hmm. In life, in business, we don't see when the end is coming. It's going to be, you think it's going to be forever. Yes, you can't see the end. Oh, how fantastic. I hope uh, people, the very, I never thought about things in the way you've thought. <laughs> you, you, the tips, I've learned something. I've got quite a three takeaways for myself, never mind the audience. <laughs> it's oh. fantastic. It's really lovely to, um, to uh, speak with you and to, to create the time, uh, yeah, to check in with me, <laughs> which, is, which is lovely. 